Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy Spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in the same Spirit to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha, welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary, who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to his speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha. You are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part of it, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Ordinary life is a means of and an occasion for meeting God. In his gospel, St. Luke relates that while Jesus was making his way to Jerusalem, he took time out to rest with friends at Bethany. His friends were Lazarus, Martha, and Mary, a brother and two sisters. They enjoyed a wonderful friendship with the Lord, as is evident from various references in the gospels. The master was at ease in their home, surrounded thus as he was by friends. Martha busied herself with preparing some refreshment for Jesus and his disciples, just arrived from their dusty and demanding travels. Martha was distracted with much serving. Meanwhile, Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. For many years, Martha has been held up as a symbol of the active life, while Mary has been taught off as a symbol of the contemplative life. Perhaps this is not a very helpful distinction for the many, many Christians who seek to sanctify themselves through their work in the middle of the world. How is one's life at work, in the university, in the kitchen, to make any sense if it has no connection with God? Conversely, how meaningful can one's life of prayer be if it bears no fruit in deeds of charity, loyal friendship, and work well done? Work, study, life's ordinary trials, all has to become a means of and an occasion for meeting God. In this life, the contemplation of supernatural reality, the action of grace in our souls, our love for our neighbor, as a result of our love for God, and all these are already for a foretaste of heaven, a beginning that is destined to grow from day to day. We Christians cannot resign ourselves to leading a double life. Our life must be a strong and simple unity into which all our actions converge. Let us be contemplative souls, 
carrying on an unceasing dialogue with our Lord at all hours. From the first thought of the day to the last, turning our heart constantly towards our Lord Jesus Christ, going to Him through our Mother, Holy Mary, and through Him to the Father and the Holy Spirit. Our conversation with Jesus should be nourished by our professional concerns, our noble hopes, our worries. If we were not to act in this way, what indeed would we have to talk about? Our Lord's friends at Bethany told the Lord all about their mundane concerns. The apostles acted in the same manner. A few of these dialogues have been recorded in the Gospel as when the apostles raised this matter with Jesus. Master, we saw a man casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. The apostles would reveal to Jesus their most heartfelt longings. Who can be saved? We have left everything and followed you. Life itself was their topic of conversation with Jesus. We should make this way our own. As we pray more about our daily concerns, we will find those realities to be increasingly filled with prayer. With Jesus by our side, we will learn how to become better friends, better citizens, better workers. We will be more human especially open and attentive to the needs of others. Unity of Life It is very understandable how Martha could have become unduly concerned about the work involved in being hospitable. She became so caught up in what she was doing that she seemed to forget the guest himself. It also seems that Martha is really concerned about Mary's behavior. She went to him and said, Lord, Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. We can well imagine how the Lord responded affectionately to his friend. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. One thing is needful. Only one thing is necessary, that we love God, that we seek personal sanctity. When Christ is our primary concern all day long, then we will find ourselves working harder and better. This orientation should serve as a source of unity for our entire day. Then we will avoid leading a double life. One life for God and another life dedicated to worldly affairs, business, politics, rest, and so on. Pope John Paul II has written about unity of life. In discovering and living their proper vocation and mission, the lay faithful must be formed according to the union which exists from their being members of the church and citizens of human society. There cannot be two parallel lives in their existence. On the other hand, the so-called spiritual life with its values and demands and on the other, the so-called secular life, that is, life in the family, at work, in social relationship, in the responsibilities of public life and in culture. The branch engrafted to the vine which is Christ bears its fruit in every sphere of existence and activity. In fact, every area of the lay faithful's life, as different as they are, enters into the plan of God who desires that, there, that these 
very areas be the places in time where the love of Christ is revealed and realized for both the glory of the Father and the service of others. Every activity, every situation, every precise responsibility, as for example, skill and solidarity in work, love and dedication in the family, and the education of children, service to society and public life, and the promotion of truth in the area of culture, are the occasions ordained by providence for a conscious exercise of faith, hope, and charity. The ordinary business of living, the demands of professional life, social relations, these all provide the circumstances which allow us to exercise both human and supernatural virtues. Like Martha, we have Jesus close by our side. He accompanies us at home, in the office, in the laboratory, on our travels. We should offer up to Christ all the events of our day. With this approach, we will be able to pray to Jesus even while we are fully engrossed in our daily tasks. United with the readings from the today's liturgy of the hours, we will pray with the psalmists, Oh, how I love the law! It is my meditation all the day. Thy commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. Only one thing is necessary, personal sanctity. One thing is needful, an increasing friendship with the Lord. This should be the constant object of our heart. Everything that separates us from this goal, no matter how important it may appear, has to take second place to that which is our ultimate end. Distractions from this goal may even be seen as doing us positive harm. The greatest good we can offer to our family, our colleagues, our friends, to society itself, is our union with the Lord. The means to this union include keeping presence of God during the day, a serious effort at daily prayer, frequent confession. The greatest harm would come if we were to neglect precisely these means that leads us to Jesus. This neglect might come about through disorder, lukewarmness, and yielding to the temptation to spend our energies on other, more attractive activities. St. Ignatius of Antioch wrote to St. Polycarp that we have to desire friendship with God. As a pilot calls on winds and a storm-tossed mariner, mariner looks heavenward, so the times call on us to win your way to God. Real friendship with the Lord will unfailingly enrich all our actions. The absence of that friendship will devalue and impoverish whatever we do. Whenever we notice that life's concerns seem to be crowding out the time we have reserved for the Lord, then we need to hear again the Lord's words to Martha. One thing is needful. Our pursuit of holiness should be the highest priority in our life. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Thank the Lord for the enormous gift He has granted you by making you understand 
that only one thing is necessary. And along with that, thanksgiving. May no day go past without your offering a prayer of petition for those who as yet have no idea of this duty or do not understand it. What a joy it is to know that the purpose of our existence is to grow in love with Jesus Christ. What a joy to share this good news with others. Let us ask Our Lady to help us never to lose sight of the Lord while we struggle to perform our daily work for perfection for His glory. We give you thanks, Almighty God, for all thy benefits. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.